Welcome to the broadcast. We've been talking about how one word can change your life. And uh, I kind of want to give a quick foundation, and then I'd like you guys' questions and input on it. But uh, several months ago, the Lord gave me a statement. I pulled it up so that we could have it directly. And I, I wanted to say it exactly how he gave it to me. And it was, one word received on one day of preaching can change your life forever. And I hope that that day for you is today. Glory mm-hmm. to God. One word received on one day of preaching can change your life forever. And I hope that that day for you is today. Yeah. One word literally can change your life forever. Yeah. Um, think about this. Uh, think about if you, well, I'll give you a, a personal example. One word preached about a root of bitterness one day, right, uh, was something that I had that I didn't even know was there for 27 years. This is after I'm pastoring, so this is not like me as a young guy trying to figure stuff out. I've been pastoring. I've been ministering. But uh, Robert Morris at Gateway in Texas, I was at the Gateway Conference, he preaches on the root of bitterness. Um, I, I don't know that I'd ever heard. I'd heard it ministered on, but not in this depth. And he preaches on that. I didn't even know I had anything. I said, Lord, I don't know of anything, but if I do, show me. 30 seconds later, the Lord like pinpointed it and showed me something that I had that I didn't even know was there. But it absolutely was a root of bitterness, and it absolutely I got free from it that day. And what I realized after that was when that root of bitterness was removed, my life was totally different. Mm. And what if I would not have heard the Lord and been there at that meeting? You know, yeah. um, what if, and I think maybe I'm going down there to learn some things about how to do ministry or different things. And, and I did, but who knew that it was also just for me, which would then affect my whole ministry because I removed that one stumbling block, block that was really holding me back for a yeah. long time. And it had been there for 27 years. So one word that day changed my life and ministry forever. And I'll tell you, you guys are the beneficiaries of that one word where I was obedient to go to the place yeah. because I'm telling you, I'm a better pastor because of it. And you like me more than you would have liked me with it still there. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes it easier to receive in that way. And um, so one word literally not only changed my life forever, but it changed all the lives of the people that I'm around from that one word. And so one word can literally change your life forever. And sometimes that word might be a word of healing. Well, let's say you go and you get a healing that day from a word. Let's say you get provision, you get revelation of abundance. That word can change your life forever. It can be all kinds of things. Uh, Kevin Nowicki and I were having a conversation this morning and I was, I was giving him something. And, and as he heard it, I was saying, you know, this, what we're talking about right now this can change you forever. Like it can catapult you to another level. And, and praise God, I love being around people that, are, that want to hear, Lord, show me what to change in my life. That's the, way, that's the way I try to be all the time. I won't say that I've been like that 100%, but as much as I can, I try to focus on that, come back to it. Let the Lord show me what to change all the time because one word can change your life forever. And, um, you know, how many times, how many things, if you think about it, how many revelations have you had since you've been here, different things. And because you get that one revelation, your, your whole thinking switches. Yeah. It might be one point, right? Yeah. But then not only that, but one supernatural word from heaven 
One supernatural word from heaven can change everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Peter we were talking about yesterday. Here, all of a sudden, one word, launch into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And on that one word, he had such an overflow to himself and to his partners, it gave him the financial ability to launch his whole ministry, ended up being one of the apostles, one of the disciples, one of the apostles, one of the founders there on the day of Pentecost, the founder of the New Testament church in a sense, one of the one of those pillars there, and writing books in the New Testament. And of course, you know, we know him as the Apostle Peter. But all of that came from one word one day. Yeah. One word. And, and would, think about this. Do you think that Peter knew when Jesus said, throw, launch into the deep and let your nets down for a catch? Do you think that he knew that that action would change his life forever? It kinda, we kind of see from his words that he didn't think that at all. He's yeah. like, Jesus, we've already done this, but I'll do it, right? Yeah. You kind of see from his, act, yeah. from his actions and his words, he didn't think it was going to be life-changing. Yeah. But one word received that comes from the Lord, even through a man, can change your life forever. Yeah. And so the power of the word, I want us to look at really quickly. I want us to set our eyes on this. So let's go to Matthew 4. Go to Matthew chapter 4. How can one word change your life forever? What, why is there possibility in one word to do that? So in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is baptized. The Holy Spirit leads him out into the wilderness. The tempter comes. The devil comes and he says, command these stones to become bread. When Jesus was hungry after he had fasted for 40 days and nights. Verse 4, Matthew 4, 4. Please put that in the comments. He says this, but he answered and said, it is written Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When God speaks a word, our life and the fullness of our life is in that word from the Lord, right? Now, this is an alive word. This is a revelatory word. So when God speaks a word, our life is in that word. Yeah. Our life is in that word. So when we get in fellowship with him, I love the example you gave yesterday in your message where you said we've got to stay around our keeper. God is our keeper. He will keep us, but he can't keep us if we're wandering away from him, mm -hmm. right? We've got to stay around him. So when you see that we, we get in fellowship with him and we, we stay in fellowship, God can speak a word and we'll hear it. But if we're outside of fellowship, we won't hear that word. And our life is in that word. We've got to stay with him. Now, a lot of times those words will come, like Kevin and I this morning as we were talking, as you submit yourself and plant yourself in a ministry, right, and you're around an under-shepherd, in other words, a pastor, a shepherd that God has given, you are surrounding yourself in with the leaders that God has told you to be around, you position yourself for God to speak through them yeah. to you. Yeah. Right? But many people are not positioned because they haven't submitted themselves to God's structure and God's authority. And so they're constantly missing the words that they should have. What are you smiling at? I'm just thinking of that, the illustration when I, with Chris, <laughs> you know, like stepping out of the, mm -hmm. you know, stepping out of the, the keeping. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so... The Lord, if you think about it, the keeper is the shepherd, the yeah. great shepherd. Mm -hmm. But the great yeah. shepherd employs under shepherds, yeah. our pastors, mm -hmm. 
to help keep us. And he'll speak to them the same word that he's speaking to you or the word. And if we're connected, we'll get it. But if we're not connected, we will never get it because that's a part of God's plan. And that's fellowship. That is fellowship. Yeah. Fellowship is, is I'm remaining with my keeper. Yeah. I, I'm choosing to be kept. And in that fellowship, I am. Correct. Yeah. Well, and see, if we're going to stay with the keeper, then we stay with his ways Mm -hmm. and the church and pastors and our spiritual leaders in that way. That's God's ways. And so if we don't choose to submit and be present, we're not staying with the keeper. We can think we're staying with the keeper and in perfect fellowship, but we're not. So I hear people say, well, I can have church at home. No, you can't. That No, that's sure. contrary to what the Bible says. Yeah. You are outside of the ways of God. You can't have church at home. You can have church fellowships at home, and you can have people that come. But if you don't have an assembly and the authority structure that God has laid out mm-hmm. in Corinthians and in Ephesians and you, in Romans, you don't have this authority structure, you're not having church. You know, I, I saw one time there was a group of guys meeting. They're like, we're having church today. I said, oh, yeah, who's, who's, who's the pastor? You're not having church. You know, no, you're just having a fellowship together. And, yes, the church where two or more gathered, there I am, am I, but that's not the church. Yeah. That's just a gathering of individuals. Who's, where's the leadership? Where's the covering? Who's the anointing coming yeah. through? So one of the things that we see is if we're going to be kept and we're going to have a word change our life, we have to have connection. Now, it's not just the church. See, some people would take that and say that the whole solution is the church. That's not true either. You, can, you guys can be at church, but if you're not having fellowship with God on your own, you're missing out. Yeah. And you're not doing it right. You're also stepping away from the keeper in that way. Mm-hmm. You, you need both. God has designed us to be active in both. But when we're active in that fellowship and we're around the keeper or around God and we're around him, all of a sudden one of the things that we can see is God is here and I can hear a word that will bring life, right? Mm-hmm. So now when we hear this word, go over to Romans chapter 10, and verse 17, Romans 10, 17, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. All right. So when we're around him in fellowship, we can hear the word. Now, when we hear the word and we meditate on that word, faith rises up. And now when faith rises up, go to 1 John Chapter 5 and verse 4. Please put these in the comments. I see. Okay, people are doing it. I see it. First John. You guys are doing great. They're doing good. <laughs> First John 5, chapter 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So now one word causes faith to rise, and faith causes a victory over our lack. And when faith causes a victory over a lack, our whole world can change on that faith and it can, it can give God glory and testify about God and literally change the lives of people around us as well. Think about how much did uh, one word change uh, Peter or Paul and Silas in the jail, right? When they started glorifying God. Right, and they start. People were people were praying for them there and there. They start giving God the glory, and out of them comes a word of praise. 
right? How did it change them? Set them free, set the whole jail free, and the and the jailer was born again as well. All of them, right? So one word can change our life. We need to receive from him, be led by the Holy Ghost, hear that word, let faith be produced, apply that faith, and overcome the lack and overcome the world. One word, put that in the comments, one word can change our lives forever. Mm -hmm. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Kevin said, I love when I type something in. Pastor says the exact same thing seconds later. It confirms I'm on the right page under his anointing. Amen. He said earlier, where's the covering? <laughs> Glory to God. So, ready to go. Well, uh, you know, what's been sticking out to me is just the reality that it, it's a rhema word. You mm -hmm. know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. You yeah. know, it's it, the, that anointed word. So, like, yeah. if we want that word, we need to be, like, kind of as Kevin already mentioned with the anointing, we need to be in the anointed, you know, we need yeah. that anointed Rhema, a live revelation word of yeah. God. Yeah. You know, so like it's not just, you know, we don't just hear the word from someone that's preaching, although that's the main way, because he's talking about preaching. Right. But right. if the person that's preaching is preaching their own words, yeah. in their own their own thinking, and their own interpretation, you know, the, you're not going to get a, a, a live word unless, yeah. unless you know, the anointing's on you. Like, right. uh, in your, you know, you're looking to hear from the Lord. But but it comes by hearing that word from the Lord. Yeah. You know that that anointed rhema, a live word of God. Yeah. And so as you're preaching, as as you know, as we're sharing these these broadcasts, as you're listening to the broadcast. You know, um, what what hap what I what I've seen happen a lot is like people will pull different things out of the message. Wow, this point really stuck out to me. This point really mm. stuck out to me. Yeah. When you said that, it really ministered to me. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's all different things. Why is it different things for everyone? Because it's alive. That's right. It's an that's alive right. because that's not that's not just me speaking yeah. to people. That's the Lord speaking to people. The yes. Lord begins to move in people differently and individually because, you know, this message alone, like all the broadcasts that we do, it's not just for one individual, it's for all all the yes. people. But God but God if when God's in it, he'll begin to speak to the people individually. Yes. Like certain things. You need this. This is something you need to write down. This is something yes. that you need to apply to this situation. And that's that's that alive yeah. word. That's the word that'll change people's lives. You know that's when, right. there have been many times when I've come to you, you know, and asked for advice. And yeah. as you're speaking, uh, you know, God will really highlight certain parts of it. All yeah. of it's really important. Every aspect of it is important. Um, but re but there, there are certain things where, God, where I recognize, you know, there is something to this yes. that I can't miss. Yes. And, that, and that's when God's confirming it. You know, yeah. God confirms his word. And that's kind of how, how he does it. Yeah. By making it alive in people individually. And also, we could be preaching the word and God might have something for you. But if I'm not in a position to receive it. Yeah, I, I won't let like God might want to give that specific thing yeah. to me, but I might miss it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think I think everyone has probably had times where they feel like, OK, I'm under the word. I'm sitting under the word. But am I under the correct word for today? Yeah. You know, if we take the word, the Bible, there are so many verses in it. Now, when it comes to being led with like being positioning yourself for not just a word, any word, but for the rhema word, what do you do in your life to keep you positioned, whether it's posi like actual physical position or position of your heart? How do you position yourself for those rhema words, those alive words, making sure you're listening to the right thing? 
Yeah, well, I think number one thing that we want to do is, and I think this would be really good, is to kind of define the difference between the words. Uh, so, for example, you you keep saying, and I mentioned it first, the rhema words. Mm -hmm. uh, the other type of word would be the logos word, okay? So the logos word is like the written word. Uh, it is um, an uttered word or a written word in that way. But then you have the rhema word, which is a revelatory come alive type word, okay? Mm -hmm. But when you will utter a rhema word, that's the power to overcome the world or overcome the lack. And, and think of it this way. All of this is logos. This is written word. It's down there. This is absolutely the word of God. But here's the thing. When I'm sitting here and I read it and I go through something and, you know, maybe I'm in the book of Amos and then all of a sudden I read uh, here where it starts saying that I'm going to, you know, talk about vision or talk about, you know, how can two walk together unless they agree. And I'm, and I'm talking in here about different ones and I read it and I read it and I read it. And then all of a sudden I see it. Unless we agree, we're not going to be able to walk together. It's always going to be a strain. We're going to be pulling. I need to come into agreement with my brother. And all of a sudden, I get revelation. That word, which was the word of God, comes alive to me. Mm -hmm. Now it's rhema. Well, you see that rhema is what faith comes from. Because in Romans 10, 17, that word there is rhema. In Matthew 4, 4, these scriptures that I said, that, that word is rhema. Man shall live by the rhema, the alive word of God, right? Um, and and you, what you see with uh, the devil and Jesus' temptation there is Jesus literally pierces the devil's attack with the rhema of God. So yeah. we want the word to come alive to us. And when the word comes alive to us, we get revelation of it. It's hard for the devil to beat that, right? Even if it's been a while, if we get revelation, we know that we know that we know, no, God is my healer, yeah. right? Then it becomes very difficult because what that does is that rhema sets up a good stronghold, right? Not an evil stronghold, but a good revelatory stronghold on the truth instead of a stronghold on deception and becomes very difficult. So a rhema is something that comes alive. Now, it's an alive right now word. So for example, let's say that I'm in um, uh, one time, I'll, I'll put it like this, and I think it's 2 Corinthians, and it's, it might be chapter 3, uh, but it might be chapter 1. But it's 2 Corinthians, and uh, Brother Tracy was preaching it. And we were at, the, at his place in Texarkana, and he steps in front. I'm sitting on the front row, and he walks. He's standing right in front of me. And he quotes that scripture that says, And God has made you able. God has made you adequate. Well, the moment he said that, the moment he said that, that word went just like, and blew up on the inside of me in a good way. And I literally, had he not, he was literally standing at my knees. I, I literally wanted to jump up out of my seat and say, I am able, I'm an adequate minister. I mean, it exploded inside of me. I'm telling you, that word took my ministry to a whole nother level, right? Yeah. Uh, just a different place because I realized my adequacy was not within myself, 
My adequacy was in God the whole time. And I was looking too much at myself and my ability and my skills and my talents and my failures than I was at the victories of Christ. It exploded inside of me and instantly the ministry that came through Brian Wright, the ministry of Christ that came through the man Brian Wright went to another level because of that one word. And so that word, I've read it, I've seen it, I've, you know, I've amended it, glory to God, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that day, sitting under that, I, that word came alive to me. And when it did, everything changed. Everything changed, right? So how do you position yourself for that? First of all, you get around an anointed word. In other words, if you're, if you're in a ministry and the power of God's not flowing, then you don't stay around that. that there, there's one reason why I can see people changing churches. One reason, basically. And that is, God says, don't hang around people who have a form of godliness, but have denied his power. If, it, if they're not producing fruit, and he tells us, follow those who have fruitfulness, right? So if they're not producing fruit, winning souls, making disciples, operating a supernatural power, supernatural revelation, fruit of the Spirit, and in constant fellowship with God, both personally and corporately, that's not a ministry you want to partner with. That's not a ministry you want to be a member of. You need to find a different church, right? But if they're doing those things, you need to stay there because God's a covenant God. Now, he's a covenant God. And if yeah. God's planted you, only God should unplant you. And he's going to involve people uh, in that process. It's not just going to be you hearing from the Lord because he's a covenant God. He, he threads people together. But so positioning is being planted where God has planted you, but he's never going to plant you in a place without fruit and power. Yeah. He's never. So if you want to be positioned for one word to change your life forever, you got to get around anointing. You yeah. got to get around where revelatory words are coming out in that way. You have to position yourself, but you also have to position yourself in humility because you can be in a ministry with power and anointing and not hearing a word hearing yeah. but not you know they hear but they're not hearing they yeah. see but they're not seeing right because a heart is hardened towards a person they're in offense uh, in offense they're all of these things so they're in the right physical place under the correct anointing but they're not receiving the words because of offense. So spiritually, they're not yeah. in the right place, yeah. you see. So you want to be you know, positioned in three, the physical place where God plants you. You want to make sure that that anointing is there, which those go hand, and the spiritual place yeah. of that. Uh, also, you want to be mentally positioned. You don't want to come in condemned. So you want to, if you're going to receive, you can't walk in condemnation all the time. You want to ask the Lord for forgiveness. He's faithful and just to forgive us in 1 John chapter 1. But you And you don't want to be carrying the weight of your job, of, of the world, of all your problems. No, hey, I'm here. God's going to meet me. He's going to give me the words I need. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. And so you want, you know, physically, spiritually, mentally, you want to, those are the areas of our life. And think about it, spirit, soul, and body. And as, yeah. as we position ourselves properly in those three areas, we'll be in position to hear those words. Yeah. I know I've had so many times where it seems like um, 
I've known that there was a word, a rhema word available. Like the, there's a word, there's an anointing coming through. Like even here, I've had many times sitting there and I'm, I'm purposing myself to, to be in the right place at the right time and everything. Yeah. But I still felt like I'm not getting it. Like yeah. I'm like where I've, I guess, made mistakes in my mind of, of trying to grasp it with my mind too much yeah. or different things. What are, I know we've talked about it many times, but I've still found myself at times getting to a place of like, oh no, like I don't think I'm, gra- I don't think I'm yeah. receiving what I'm supposed to be receiving right now. Cause I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if I was receiving everything, I, it would be like, I'm sure there's a lot more that I could be receiving. So. Most of us have, you know, we're, most of us have been growing in that at least at some point in our life. And when we, and we haven't been positioned correctly, we've been in the right place. Uh, we've been we we've been in the right place. We've been you know spiritually, or we're not mentally there, or we're we're in the right place physically, but we're and we're mentally in the good place, but spiritually we're in the wrong place, you know, um, or we're mentally and spiritually there, but not physically there, and it holds us back from that, you know. And we've got to deal with each one of those issues. And and truth be told. Most people are going to church because their parents went there, because it feels good to them, because their kids like it. But 1 Corinthians 12, 18 is very clear, and it says God places the members, not ourselves. We are not placed and planted by anyone other than God. We are either obedient to his placing and obedient to his planting or not. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of people are in churches because of all these physical things, and so they're not in the right place to receive it. But then if they do get in the right place, I've been at the right place before and not receiving anything. Yeah. Just, I mean, like they're talking and, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm eating it up because it's like the greatest thing ever. And they didn't change. I changed because yeah. I was not in the right place spiritually and mentally. And so I wasn't receiving. And then I, I worked on me to get myself in the right place. Yeah. And all of a sudden I started receiving again. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned one of them being condemnation, yeah. being a hindrance. Um, I think there was one other thing. I've noticed with myself, like here at Boomerang, I've noticed a lot of times on Sundays, and Pastor Nicole actually pointed this out, a lot of times, especially recently on Sundays, things um, things have been popping up on Sundays or Saturday night. Yeah. A lot of times, I, w- I think you would probably agree, you've noticed with me a lot of times Saturday night or oh, Sunday, yeah. things have come up. And the yeah. whole week could have been a great. Yeah. And it's not. it doesn't necessarily keep me from going to church on Sunday. I'm still there. Yeah. But things yeah. would pop up. And even times where... I would like Saturday would come and I kid you not, I would just start to feel so weird. Like it would just start to, something would just be like, ah, and like I would start to, actually, I think even this would happen. It started to happen so much that I actually on Saturdays would start to get a little bit panicked. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I would feel like something's going to come, like something's going to be wrong. And I would create it in myself of, Sunday, tomorrow's Sunday. Sunday's important. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. And I would start to feel like, what if, what if something's off? What if I'm off? And, and just like. And now you're in condemnation going yeah. into Sunday, or you're in a negative expectation of it. 
And see, that's what we should be taking authority over and walking out of. Like, no, I don't receive that. It's going to be awesome. And, and the Lord's going to flow through me. I'm going to hear from him. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And it's going to be great. I'm not receiving that fear. I'm dealing with this. You know, I'm not ignoring it. I'm dealing with it. But I'm in great joy, confidence, and expectation, great hope of that. And so then we walk in on Sunday, and it's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, that's. Let's look at a couple of these comments. So, um, Greg, people are saying one word can change our lives forever. Uh, Kevin said it's like how you can hear Brother Shambach and Brother Ted's preaching. It's an it's an anointing DNA that's passed on. That's exactly it. Um, it was interesting uh, because recently I saw I could I could sense that. A DNA of Brother Tracy coming through in something that was actually it happened the other day on uh, I think the broadcast to the Philippines. Which, by the way, we're going to broadcast that tonight at 9 p.m. And the anointing was on that message called "It's Harvest Time," and it was for the Philippines, but it'll apply to anybody who will receive that word. So that'll be tonight at 9 p.m. But then I heard, I could hear Brother Tracy coming through, that DNA coming through. Yesterday while you were preaching, I could sense that impartation of you know of myself and you. I was like, wow, that's yeah. that's interesting to watch. And <laughs> uh, awesome. it can pass on like that. So Barrett said the Logos is the written word, uttered word. Rhema is the revelatory come alive word. Uh, Kevin said, uh, what about those that are causing division? That's a context question. I'm not sure what we said right at that moment. So he'd have to explain that to answer that question. Do you know? Uh, yeah, I think when you were referring to when, why you would leave a church. Oh, um, yeah. So around the time that yeah. up, you mentioned having a form of godliness but denying the power. And I think what about those who are causing division? The church is causing division. Yeah. Would that be well, the, the church causing division? Or maybe the leadership. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. You can ask that question again. We'll try to answer it, yeah. Kevin. Um, he said he was a being attacked by spirit of division recently and manifested in me. Yeah, if you get around people, the word actually says those that are causing strife in the church, it says mark them, mm-hmm. point them out, basically, yeah. and nobody hang out with them, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. So if people are causing division, you don't play around with that. That's mm-hmm. not something to hang out with. That's not something to play around. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Serena said that's a great question, Marky. Uh, Miss Patty Jean said, thank you. <laughs> and uh, then Kevin said, whoa, that's me, Pastor. And uh, Kevin said, like looking in a mirror. I'm assuming that's about, you know, you preaching yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was just different, you know, different pieces. It was funny because Buddy preached yesterday, and his first comment to me afterwards was, that was not my anointing, or that was not my gifting coming through. I could yeah. feel it. Like, I've never felt it on that level before, mm-hmm. that weightiness, I guess. Explain that. So. Yeah, well, like, when I was preaching, especially when I was ministering to the people, like, yeah. the anointing, like, so the way I've experienced the anointing just before has been, you know, probably at this level. Yesterday, it was, like, up here, and it was kind of different, and I could tell it was distinct. It was different than yeah. what I've operated in before. Yeah. And I yeah. know you've talked about how, like, whenever um, someone offers you their pulpit, you're operating under their authority, yeah. which yeah. you're operating under their anointing. And I recognize this is not my anointing that I'm flowing in. Yeah. You know, I, like, mm. basically, under you, like, the anointing that you flow yeah. in. 
And by the end of it, I was, I had to like drop down because I could, like, it was too much for me because I'd never flown. So, like, I just dropped on my knees and I was just like waiting, you know, like, it was, it was, it was, it was intense. Um, but it, it was awesome. Yeah. It, it was powerful. Well, and you could see that. I could sense that. I, and that was what you didn't know was the Lord told me, he said, he's operating uh, under your covering and under your gifting right now. That's your gifting flowing through him. And uh, kind of like he's he's getting to experience that right now, which was cool. Then you mm-hmm. said that. Yeah. And uh, that's what the Lord told me while you were ministering. And I was like, that's cool. And uh, so then, <laughs> uh, Kevin said, "I'm marked." No, you're not. You're not marked for division, Kevin. Not at all. But uh, they uh, anyway under that anointing. Um, you know, one of the things that you'll see is that, and this is what the Lord told me to tell you, which I which I ended up telling you. You know, was you were able to operate in that because you were submitted to authority. Yeah. Had you not been submitted to authority, you wouldn't have been able to tap into that. Well, you know, cool. you would have you might have felt a touch of it, but you could not have carried on with it. And but and here's what I want you to see. That level of gifting that was released was higher because you were submitted. Mm. And this is where many ministers miss it because they get into that moment they assume that that anointing is theirs, mm. and then they run off to do their own thing, and they fall on their face. Yeah. And God will be as merciful as he can with them, but the whole reason it was there is because they were connected and submitted. Yeah. And so they, re- and in other words, it's kind of like the word that we're talking about. That word is there because you have a covering. And if you look at Psalm 133, the flow of the anointing is from the head, Jesus, to the elders, the beard, to all the people, all the fringes of the robe. But if any yeah. point of that yeah. it's disconnected, then the flow stops. Yeah. And so the anointing only flows by that connection and through yeah. those connections, which is why it's not God to be in rebellion, to be disconnected. So a lot of times I'll look at ministries and I'll say, who's their covering? Who, who's overseeing them? Yeah. Not that it's like a super submission thing. It's not like super, you know, uber submission where people get into problems with that too, where people can't even move or make a decision without their leader being present. But the issue is in our society in this day, we're not close to the super uber submission. We're more close to the super rebellion. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're, if we're closer to one ditch in our society, it's that other one. Yeah. And we need to come back uh, away from that. We really need to understand submission and authority in this time and in this season because there's an anointing God wants to manifest with an efficiency and power that can't manifest, which is why when he talked to the centurion and, and he said, I'm a man under authority, right? And he said, I've not seen faith like this because that authority, understanding, and operation caused a greater power to be released. And he said, just say the word. So a position, going back to your question, a positioning to receive the word is understand authority and be in your uh, authored position. Yeah. Right? Understand to be in authority, you have to submit to authority. But then as a covering, I have to also operate as a holy covering, right? 
And you have to make sure that you're staying in that place. And here's the thing. Have, have, have you guys ever, have you guys ever been trying to submit yourself to authority and missed it? Yeah. You have? Yep. I have too. I have too. Um, and, and now you asked me this question. Have you ever been a spiritual covering and missed it? Have you ever been a spiritual covering and missed it? I have. I have missed it before too. So what does that make us evil because we've missed it? No, what makes us evil is if we continue in it and we don't do anything about it. Yeah. But it doesn't make us evil to miss it. We, it makes us evil to not recognize it and to not deal with it, right, and to think that it's okay and not repent of it. In other words, what I'm saying is a lot of times people will see the errors of other people, and they'll hold them, they'll burn bridges because somebody missed it. That's not the mercy of God. Yeah. You know, it, Yes, there's cause and effect to people missing it, but what should we do in that moment? We should pray for them. We should lift them up. Right? It doesn't draw us away from that. We should pray for them. We should lift them up. We should pray for them. We should lift them up. We should pray for them. We should lift them up. You know? And this is, in other words, we show mercy. Kevin said something to me the other day. He said, uh, and I I really love this, Kevin Nowicki. He said, uh, he said, I had this in me just to kind of like not talk to you about this. And uh, he said, but then I recognized that's not right. He said, and then I thought, every time I've gone to pastor, even if I messed up, all I've heard from him is, I'm so glad you reached out to me, and then I got love from him. And he realized, that's been the response every time. Why would I not go and talk to him? See, and that's the proper response of a leadership and of a pastor. Now, a pastor will correct things, and a a pastor will tell them the work that they should do, but It'll also give mercy, and and they'll have they'll have an understanding, which is the same thing Jesus offers us yeah. in Hebrews four. You were talking about help, you know, yesterday. He's an ever present help in time of need, right? And that's what we see in Hebrews four. We don't see him telling us come boldly before the throne when we have it all together. He he makes that statement when we need help, when we're yeah. missing it, yeah. right? And and pastors and leadership should take that on themselves, but also people should take that on them, on their leaders. You've missed it in submission. I've missed it in submission. I've missed it in being a good covering, right? And when when maybe you missed it because you were under attack, not because you were evil, but yeah. the devil was attacking you. Well, what you need from me is not me coming against you, but let's come against that evil, yeah. right? But dealing with that evil, we have to bring truth into the mix, which means you may have to change your thinking some. So that, But we're dealing with that attack. We're dealing yeah. with that evil, that actual evil behind it that's trying to twist our thoughts and get into that way. So if we're going to get to the place where one word can change everything, we have to be in that position. And that position you know, is spiritually, physically, mentally, but it's also in submission and authority. We have to submit ourselves in that way, which goes back to the spiritual aspect of it as well. Yeah. So, amen. Go ahead if you have something. Um, well, I, I just wanted to ask you a quick question, you know, uh, before we wrap up. But, um, you know, I know, like, the import- one word can change our lives. One word can change our lives. And that's what we've been talking about. It, ta- it just takes one word to change your life. Yeah. Um, is there a, a ditch... Where I could, where I'm just trying to go to, from like 
healing evangelist to healing evangelist to healing evangelist, just looking for that one word where kind of like yeah. that lottery mentality where, where yeah. if I'm in, you know, maybe this is the right time. Maybe this is the right time. Maybe this is the right time. We'll all get, you know, yeah. we'll all get that rhema. Is there, is there like a ditch like on that aspect? And that's like, a where, great, where can I find the that balance? is a Where's great, great question. And I want to pause that for just a yeah. second. I want to go to a comment that Kevin made. Kevin, first of all, Barrett said one of the highest honors has been when she's ministered or spoken to people and they hear Pastor Brian and Nicole and what comes out of me. That's, that, that, what a blessing to read that, of course. And, what a, and I know that she actually believes what she just read. I know that mm. she really feels that way. Um, and that's a, that should be a heart's cry of us. It's like when people say that sounded, I was in the Philippines. They're like, I can tell you've been around Brother Tracy. I was like, oh, my goodness, you don't know what that means to me. Mm. You know, that's really an honor. Uh, then Kevin said this. I really want to. I want to say something about this. He said, "I thought I was submitted for five years now, and every time I think that something happens and shows me I'm not as submitted as I should be, that is huge revelation." Kevin, that is huge revelation, and you are not the only person that should be seeing that. I have found the exact same thing in myself. And more earlier on, less now, but still there's moments where, like just a few weeks ago, I had something and I, and I was thinking, I don't want to reach out to my pastors about this, you know, just a few weeks ago. Now, I know to put that down and I did it, you know, yeah. but that's easier yeah. for me now. But I still, for a second, I had yeah. that thought. Yeah. And now, as soon as I have that thought, I'm like, oh, I'm having that thought pick up the phone, you know. And, uh, yeah, and that, Hannah, if we think we haven't missed it, we, you missed it in thinking that, you know. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That is yeah. huge, huge revelation. Kevin, yeah. I just applaud you for recognizing that. And, and But the key is to remember that the next time you feel, oh, I'm, I'm submitted now, the next time you feel that, be willing to challenge yourself before you have something come up that proves opposite. Mm -hmm. Constantly challenge yourself in that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, Patty Jean said yesterday was indeed an onion. <laughs> so I'm saying revealing layers. Oh, I'm thank you for clarifying. I'm assuming that's what she means. Okay. Now you said this, and this is a great question, is... Uh, is there a ditch to get into where we're looking for that one word and we run? So we did in the stinking thinking lottery mentality where we're wanting to go into a service and get one word and it's like magical, right? Mm -hmm. it, we, we have a lottery mentality. Like if I can just get this one healing evangelist to lay hands on me, I'll get healed. If I can just get one word, then everything will change. But if you remember from the message yesterday, one thing, one thing that I actually said was you can't just get a word and not do the work. So a lot of times we want a word to do all the work. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. <laughs> a lot of times we want the word to do all the work. But we'll get a word to do the work. Yeah. To empower us to do the work. We're trying to get a different word. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get a word that will be a word and do all the work for us. It will, but what will happen is as I put work to it, it's kind of like if it's a physical work word, 
then I will put physical work to it. God will supernaturally give me a physical power to get it done. But I've got to go active in that work. So he told Peter, launch into the deep. Peter still had to get everything together to launch into the deep. He had to get everything together to throw the nets over. But in that word is the power and the provision to even do those physical things. And so, listen, a lot of times... People can want a word and they want it to be like magic and they never have to put any fruit of the spirit on. They don't have to discipline themselves. They don't have to do anything. Lord, just magically bring people into the church on Sunday. Lord, just magically win souls. But I'm not going to lead anybody to the the Lord. I'm not going to get better at soul winning. I I don't even like that script. Right? They they don't want to do any of the work. And so... They're showing their lack of faith by their lack of work, right? Yeah. Faith without works is dead. And so they're not even stepping into it because they want it to be magical. And yes, there's a ditch on that. And so the issue is, as you, 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 you will get a word, this is another part of the positioning, you will get a word as you discipline yourselves on the words that aren't rhema but still from God. Okay. So as mm-hmm. I give myself, and just hear this, think about this. Think about 1 Peter 4. We spent three and a half months in that series. After three and a half months, on the last day in the last week, I told it yesterday, Hannah said, I got it this last day. I finally opened up to me, right? Yeah. Think about this. So that when it opened up to her, that was the rhema. That was the alive word. Yeah. Joni said, I finally got it when you talked about it in the last week on Lunch Plus. I finally got it. That opened up after three and a half months. Now watch, three and a half months before that, all non-rhema words. Now there were rhema words in there for different people, but but there were non-rhema words. As they submitted themselves to the non-rhema words, it finally put the puzzle pieces together for the rhema word to come. So a positioning of ourselves to get rhema words is that we esteem the non-rhema words Maybe a word that's been repeated a hundred times, and I'm tired of hearing it in my flesh, but I esteem it because it's the word of God. And as we esteem that, it's like one puzzle piece, one puzzle piece, then all of a sudden, boom, we see the picture. That's the rhema word. Now faith comes, and we can apply it in that way. So, yeah. So, yes, we can get in a ditch where we just kind of jump from point to point. And, And a lot of people, you have a lot of people, they're not submitted or planted anywhere in the body of Christ. They just go from one event to the next event, one revival to the next revival, one Holy Ghost, one healing evangelist to the next one. And all they want is is they want the emotions and the feeling of that event, but they never have the fruit of the Spirit to disciple. And I said to you yesterday, I said, Many people think that that preaching is what a preacher is. It's not. Preaching, being a proper minister, is yes, getting revelation to people, but if that revelation never crosses the line over into uh, responsibility, manifested responsibility, then a minister is not doing his full job, right? Especially pastors. So we, we can't just get revelation without manifested responsibility. So, there's a lot of revelation coming out in this this broadcast today. If <laughs> That's you, great. If you haven't noticed, so, Amen. Amen. Have you? <laughs> it, sure. it was a good one. Yeah. So yeah, share this broadcast because there's there's people that need to hear these things. They're they're not walking in 
manifestation because they're not getting these revelations. Uh, so uh, Serena said, great reminder. Uh, Miss Patty Jean said, oops, sorry, just learned how to chat. That's okay, Miss Patty Jean. <laughs> Hannah said, breakthrough, work the word. Serena said, so often we want the word to do all the work, but the word will empower us to do the work. The word is the sword, Kevin says, but we still have to wield it. Exactly. Amen. Miss Patty Jean said, it was a super Sunday. I received it. Glory to God. And Barrett said this, and this is what I was saying. She paraphrased it. Listen and receive the word like it's the first time hearing it. And I would add, even if it's your thousandth time. (laughs) Even if it's the thousandth time you've heard the same words, listen to it like it's the first time. When what, What are you doing? You're becoming like a child. Yeah. yeah, that's becoming like a child. You'll inherit the, the domain of the king, the rule of the king in your life. Amen. If you have any other questions on this, ask them right now because we're starting to wrap up. But uh, do you all have any more questions or uh, comments on that? I have a question, but it can wait until later. I don't want to go too long. <laughs> What's the question? So uh, we've been talking. Part of the key in this is like with a centurion is uh, authority. And I wanted to ask, in a body, especially, in a body, a church, especially, um, what is the relationship between that importance of submission to people outside of the pastor? How does that affect things in a body? Because a lot of times I think people have this thought of, I'm going to submit to the pastor, but not church, not the leadership or things like that. Would you say that that's something that people are lacking in is, like, for instance, if Buddy and, and, and Barrett, as leaders, right. if they have the anointing coming through them, if they have impartation coming through them, yeah. but if people aren't going to listen to them, if they're only going to listen to you because you're the pastor, yeah, what is the relationship? It. What happens in that, that type of submission and authority? Because I don't think, I don't think yep. sometimes people's flesh doesn't, they don't really like that. They don't really want to submit I in think that that's way. a great question, and it does affect what they receive. And Buddy literally yeah. preached yesterday. Yeah. Like he, yeah. it's a very. Uh, and the reason, and, and you have to see, he, he has his own gifting, and it's a good one. But he said himself, his first thing was, I could tell that was a different gifting, higher than what I've operated in before, which is a great discernment on his part and a humility on his part. And one thing I'd like to point out to everybody about that message, which was a great, if you didn't hear that message, that was a great message. One thing I'd like to point out is he told me, he said, as soon as I started seeing this power and this anointing flow like that, he said, I felt my flesh want to get prideful about it. Right, yeah. which if you don't admit that as a minister, you're in trouble. You know, you're yeah. you're in a. You're, he said, I felt it. He said, and I backed away and got my thinking straight before I proceeded on. I said, that's why it kept flowing. Mm-hmm. Had you not done that, it would have stopped flowing right mm-hmm. there. He recognized this is not me, and I told him, and it's not me either. If I'm anointed, mm-hmm. it's his anointing yeah. flowing through. There can be giftings, but yeah. still, that gifting is from him. You see, yeah. and so. Uh, you know, it's very important to receive that. But if people listened, they could receive my gifting through him. And if they'll listen to me, they can receive Brother Tracy's gifting through him to me. Yeah. You see, and that flows down to all the parts of the body. And so if somebody is submitted to the pastor, but they're not submitted to leaders that the pastor has put into place, they're not submitted to the pastor. So they're still out of position. 
right? And they can pretend all day long, but they're not. They're not. You know, I watch people, and, and I've done it. I've done it like I'm listening to the pastor, but I ain't listening to you. You know? Yeah. And uh, one, watch this. So one time, I, the Lord absolutely connected me to Pastor J.B. Whitfield, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I knew it. The Lord spoke to me about it. And the, one of the first things he told me was, you need to connect with Pastor Chris DiCiaccio. And I said, and I told him, I said, okay. I said, I will. And I did, and it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life. Pastor Chris is such, such a blessing. I mean, if you don't know Pastor Chris DiCiaccio, you are missing out on the joy in this world. Like, he is such a blessing. Him and Miss Jan, they are such a blessing. They have been such a blessing to us, to the church, to our leadership, just full of the wisdom of God. Had I not listened, <laughs> Kevin, shots fired. <laughs> it's been all of us, Kevin. It's not just you. It's, but one of the things that I have, um, <laughs> that makes me laugh, but I know the feeling. <laughs> I've been there. I've, that, see, I've had the Holy Ghost talk to me directly about that. Like, hey, dude, <laughs> talking to me, <laughs> you need to submit to that person, not just that leader. So anyway, so... Pastor JB said, you need to connect with Pastor Chris. Well, I recognize, you know, because my immediate reaction was, no, God told me to submit to you. All right. Well, what he, he just told me to submit to, told me to submit somewhere else. Am I submitted? You know, I was like, oh, yeah. You know, and um, so, and I literally told, I did tell him, I said, okay. I said, I will do that. I will. And I have done that. I immediately reached out and did that. And I've been so blessed by it. But I also, I told him, I said, but I do know, because, and I've seen leaders do this, like, okay, yeah, and they'll pass them off. Mm. And that can be okay, too, and that can be right. Because if you'll still go submit, God will make sure you're handled and taken care of. I said, but I do know the Lord told me specifically to connect with you. I was like, that to me is clear, and I want that relationship still be there if that's all right with you. But see, now I'm in submission to you. So you, you say it's not all right. And I didn't go through all this because he knows it. But if you say it's not all right, then I'm in submission because the Lord told me to connect and submit. So yeah. if you tell me, then that's on you. See, now it's like, because a lot of, a lot of people would argue, they would be like, but God told you to connect with him. I know, I did. And if he doesn't, that's now off of my shoulders. When I put myself in submission, that, that responsibility falls on that leader's shoulders, yeah. not yours anymore. You are not responsible for that. So a lot of people are like, i got to go do what God told me to do. If you're submitted to a leader and the leader says, don't go do that, that's not on your shoulders. Yeah. That's not on your shoulders. It's on their shoulders, and your submission, God will see. God will see that, and he will honor that in that way. If they're not telling you something immoral to do and breaking God's, God's direct command in that way and breaking that, and it's not immoral, then you need to do that. And most of the time, it's not immoral. It's just we disagree with it, and we actually fall out of submission into offense, and we allow a wedge of division to come in, and we don't even realize we're playing on the enemy's team thinking we're being godly. So, yeah, we need, you know, when a leader puts somebody in place, they're anointed for that. And that's a, that's a really good uh, question to ask. So We need to see that in the ELT. We need to see that 
in you know life group leaders, things like that. Yeah. If if we're doing an event and I put somebody over that event, I don't care if they are you know twelve years old. You need to follow them. You yeah. know, there's a reason why God said to do that. You know, there's a reason for it. Um, there's a reason God wanted to pull something specifically through, and it's not our job to judge everything in you know and be like, well, I just don't think that's right. No, our our job is okay. God's planted me. He knew He knew that, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, if we'll submit ourselves, honor and grace will be poured out on us. But if we're sitting around like super Christian judging everything, I just I think that's okay, and I like Pastor Brown, but I don't know about how he, how this is going. And you're judging everything. You put yourself into a critical spirit area, and you're you're going to close. You're going to harden your heart. You won't be able to receive anything. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is our job to discern, you know, discern yeah. things. Yeah. But if you think that the discernment's wrong, you absolutely need to reach out. So if you if you ever think, okay, I think my leadership missed it in this, don't let that sit there and become a solid wedge. Deal with it. Ask questions about it immediately. Yeah. Communicate quickly because you never want a wedge to be left in a in a relationship that's a covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. You never put that in the comments. You never want to leave a wedge of division in a covenant relationship. Yeah. You never want to do that. Yeah, Barrett said, ask, ask early, ask often, and ask, don't tell. It's a statement the Lord's given us to help us keep clear of that and to stay into unity. Amen. Glory to God. Well, I didn't see any other questions come up, but uh, we praise God for you. If this has blessed you today, share the broadcast, like, subscribe. Do you think that this would help you? One word can change everything, but we have to be positioned for that word. Amen. We have to be positioned for it. And a lot of that positioning is simply submitting ourselves to what God's already said in here and being in the right place. Share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, get notified when videos go. Tonight at 9, we're going to have that uh, word on it's harvest time. I'm telling you, the anointing came on and it broke. Uh, It broke some stuff off. You could feel it, uh, not just in the message for the the, uh, March of Faith conference over in the Philippines. It broke off for me as I'm preaching it for for the church. You could sense it, and you want that word. I had a pastor right in the back. He said, brother, that had an anointing on it. You could <laughs> feel it break off. Uh, you're going to want to see that tonight at 9. We'll premiere it. And uh, so right now, if you would like to sow into it, if you receive something out of this, you want to sow into a good word and receive that word for you. If you want to partner with what we're doing one time or you want to partner on a regular basis, you can do that at giveww.org. You can give across all the different ways, Facebook, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, text to give all those. If you want to give cryptocurrency, there's a way to do that. We just praise God for you, but we want to bless whatever you're partnering with us. And we ask you to pray for us on a regular basis for the wisdom of God, for exactly those rhema words that God wants to give. Uh, One thing is, you know, you were asking about that earlier. How do you have the right word at the right time? You have to be patient. And, you know, even last night, I had so many different things I could have talked about, but I needed to hear it from the Lord. And what I see is, the message he gave me last night, had I tried to sit down and put it on paper, I would have missed it. I would have gone off on a tangent. I needed it to be given 
point by point so that it would knit together in that way. And that's why the Lord didn't give it to me in the normal way of operation. So I had to be patient. I had to trust him in that moment and just seek him. And then all of a sudden you see, and I, not everybody knew my thoughts and didn't know what the Holy Ghost had given me, but a lot of the thoughts that he had given me that seemed like they were all different, he pulled them into a message at the Holy Spirit. And I was like, Holy cow, this is amazing. But I, if I'd have tried to put that on paper ahead of time, I'd have messed it up. You know, I'd have gotten my head into it. And so I needed it to be just spirit led. And he gave that and it seemed to really communicate with people. So um, that's the thing about being led by the Lord in it. And so one of the things is, as we're being led, even in our giving, we, we want to be patient. We want to. We want to hear from the Lord. We want to be quick to give in that way, but we're not trying to just force it all the time. Lord, show me what to do, and I'll do it. Make yourself his. And uh, so as you're giving today or any other day, Lord, we just pray that it would be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your giving. We thank you for what you're pouring out in our lives, we thank you, Lord, for the blessing. Thank you for the overflow. Father, we praise you and we worship you. We give you all of the glory. Lord, let every gift, let every penny, every dollar be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Let it be a supernatural, exponential harvest and let it be supernaturally quick. That's a word the Lord has been giving me all this year is let the harvest be quick. Lord, let the harvest be quick and let it not just be naturally quick. Let it be supernaturally quick. In Jesus' name, we praise you. We worship you and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. We just praise God for you. We'll be back tomorrow, lunch plus 1130. We love you so very, very much. Have a great day. Share this with somebody. You know people that this will help. And we want to get as much help to as many people as we can. We want to get the truth of God's freedom to as many people as we can. Like, share, subscribe, copy the link, text it to somebody, paste it on Facebook, paste it on Twitter, wherever it is. Get it out there so that people can be helped. We love you. See you tomorrow. Thank you guys for your questions and your input. Thank you. Amen. Here's Barrett. Hey guys, thank you so much for being on with us today. Take this time right now as we're wrapping up and share the broadcast. You know, God gives seed to the sower and this broadcast is seed that God has given to you to jumpstart your life. Literally, all you have to do is take this word and send it. Send the word to someone who you know it would bless, it would minister to, be who God's called you to be. Be a sharer of the gospel. And we try to make it really easy for you. So take this broadcast and send it to someone. It'll be a blessing. Speaking of being a blessing, guess what? We only have like five days before, well, maybe six. I don't know. Math is interesting. But Brother Ted's coming Sunday. We have been talking about this for like a month and a half. Brother Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. is coming to Albemarle. And we are so excited to be able to share this with you. These meetings are going to be life-changing, 
phenomenal times in the Holy Ghost. And we're also very excited because Brother Ted's going to not only be in the tent Sunday night through Friday night, August 22nd through the 27th, but Sunday morning, he will be right here in Boomerang Church. He doesn't always do Sunday morning services. That's not often. But the God is good. <laughs> we get to have him here, and we're so excited for it. These meetings will be great. If you have any questions about lodging, it's not too late. Hook up your hotel room, travel, get here. These meetings will be phenomenal, and we're just excited about them. So make plans to be here. Speaking of making plans, we're going to be back tomorrow at 11.30 here on Lunch Plus. So we'll see you then.